show is sponsored by HiveMind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings and of course to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at HiveMindCRM.io. All right, we're here today with Alec Lebeck from Phoenix, Arizona. So uh, we have a slightly connection through connection relationship. So we're going to kind of cover that and a lot of other things. But um, one thing I really want to focus is uh, I like I love talking to young people, killing it. That's what it's all yeah. about. Young, you're young, so I, talk, I love talking about young people killing it, and we'll kind of talk about that. So uh, let's talk about. Um, so last person I interviewed, I asked him this question, and he's like, "I've never done that before." So sure. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious what this is. So the question is. How long, uh, or what, where, what did you come from? Like a lot, a lot of people come from construction or I came from trucking. The last person I talked to is like, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 12. I'm like, okay, I never heard that one before. So <laughs> how'd, you end up, how'd you end up doing real estate? And like, what'd you do prior to this? And how'd you sure. end up where you're at? Um, well, it, it's kind of like a, it, it started very early. Uh, my parents both were realtors uh, and that's how they met. Um, oh, nice. And then, you know, dad was never really around, but my mom, she was always very, um, like, you know, she, she'd push at me the idea of buying a house and renting it out to my friends in college and, you know, doing that whole thing. Uh, and then when I got into, um, into real or, uh, restaurants, I was, you know, working with some friends over there that left the restaurant industry to go into real estate. And it kind of clicked for me because I was like, wait, you guys are, you guys are in your young twenties going into real estate. How I thought you had to be old to do that. So it was a common misconception that I didn't realize. And then, um, yeah, I, I don't know. One day I just hated my job a lot and, uh, I got fired five days after I signed up for real estate school. And so I just never really looked back. Um, and, uh, here I am in real estate four years later. So it's kind of cool though you're um agents so and you're an agent too right or was i was yeah i mean i'm still licensed i just don't really consider myself an agent anymore so i had this conversation with um because i have i have I've met one of my buddies here from la and he's an agent too but he only lists his own properties like he doesn't do any like showings or nothing yep. and i always joke around with him because He's like, oh, who's an agent here? I'm like, he is. He's an agent. Like, no, I'm not an agent. Don't tell me, but I'm an agent, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like that too. So I'm always like pointing a finger at him because like he's an agent. He's an agent. <laughs> yeah, I just started like I, I will like, I mean, I am a licensed agent. I have a traditional real estate team, but it's not like we do like big numbers. It's just strictly for our own representation. Um, but now... <laughs> A couple of my agents, they've started taking on my traditional clients so that we can still, you know, make sure they're getting taken care of. Yeah, that's that's the uh, wearing many hats. 
Yep. You gotta you gotta wear your agent hat. You gotta wear your investor hat. You gotta wear your flipper hat. And yep. it's just uh, jug juggling um, juggling the deal depending on what type of solution they need. Yep. So us we're problem solvers. So we're, we gotta, you wear many hats. Whereas me, I, like, I don't even want to be associated with agent. I'm like yeah, here's here's my agent buddy. He'll he'll take care. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a funny uh, funny dynamic. Uh, yeah, it is with agents with agents. So. Um, I never asked this, but how old are you? I uh, just turned 27 last week. 27. See, I, I love talking to people younger than 30. I turned 30 this year, so I'm like, Do you really? Heck yeah. yeah. So, Heck so I'm like, I, I, I love talking. Uh, one of the persons that I interviewed, one of my, uh, he's like 22, working on his first flip. I'm like, let's go. Nice, you know? dude. That's awesome. Starting them young. Starting them young. And it's, it's, it's really kind of crazy because, like, when I was, when I was that young, I had like, I mean, I had, I mean, I, I didn't know, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. You know, like you, when you're so young, like you started when you're 23, I started my first business when I was 25. So it's just been kind of, um, you find your own place eventually. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you do. And it's, it's like, uh, when you're in that, when you were in that stage, looking back at it, you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess, I guess like, like you, you said earlier, like I, I got fired from my job and I was already in real estate. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess we'll go down this path and see where we <laughs> Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I hated having a boss so much that I, I just said, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to figure this out and make it work. And somehow I, I uh, got some deals through before I ran out of money. So here we That's go. Happens. So uh, let's talk about your first deal. So were you an agent with your first deal or would you? Kind my of first ever deal, yes. And then even when I was um, first starting in wholesaling, I was I was still more of an agent then, uh, but I started transitioning at that, at that point when I got my first wholesale deal. So how long were you an agent before you became started doing investor stuff? Like two um, years in, six months in? Probably like I started getting my feet wet six months in, but I didn't do my first deal until probably about a year in. Um, okay. So I was an agent for about a year before I got my first wholesale deal, but I started like marketing and, and consistently doing it for the first like six months or um, six months after I started. No, that's good. I, I like laying out perspective because some people think it's like it's all rosemaries and daisies and they're going to fall mm -hmm. into a deal and it's going to be a $10,000 deal and it's going to be a happy miracle. And <laughs> I mean, you know, my, my first one was 13, but that was... Know, like I said, a while into me spending money on marketing, and so it was really just a payback deal. <laughs> yeah, Pay, payback for all the countless hours of education you went through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So um, let's kind of let's kind of so agent kind of went down the entrepreneur route four years down. Um, what is something that you've learned that you wish you would learn sooner in your real estate career? What's a big one? I would say managing finances. Okay. Um, you know, I went through some some pretty nasty years of, uh, of financial difficulty, and then I'd yeah. get some money, and you know, it, it was this up and down cycle all the time. And I wish I had learned like more about the profit first model earlier on, so I could start segmenting my money out and uh, and making sure that I was budgeting and accounting for things that were going to be a part of the business instead of just money in money out all the time. It's okay. Money in some stays, the rest goes out here and the rest goes out there. And then this gets saved. 
<laughs> so now, now you operate efficiently off of that with the profit first. Yeah. 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 The the one thing a lot of wholesalers that get stuck in is that roller coaster. They're mm-hmm. they're like a high paid a high paid uh, employee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was there for a long time. I still I, I mean I still work a lot in my wholesale business, but it's gotten a lot more automated in the last year, two years. No, that's that's the best part. So you kind of have to um you get your troubles and like you find holes as they start leaking money. <laughs> literally yeah. literally literally as as the holes start leaking money you're like man that's a big hole in my business and you're trying to plug it with something and automation usually helps yep that or you know auditing your finances too that really helps do you have um does somebody in-house manage your finances do you have like a bookkeeper cpa or something uh so my my bookkeeper yeah so i have uh my accountant has a bookkeeper that um works on my files um but i i do like all our you know in in in-house management of where the money goes into different accounts and all that yeah um are you do you have like a partner you work with are you just like the the visionary and you kind of hire out the rest or do you have like a main partner you work with so i did have partners for a long time um and then last year i went through another split with a partner and i just i i i learned through that i'm not really obviously a good partner so i should just figure it out and do it myself um so i hired out a team this last year and um now we're rocking and rolling pretty good no that's good there's a there's a transition part where some some people they do need teams but not everybody Mm -hmm. does and you can actually hire people in that space to actually fill that spot for you and you can just work it that way yeah. so it comes it comes into um management team management and leadership as a whole yeah uh, and that's been fun learning <laughs> <laughs> no it's 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 a, it's a process man like every, yeah. everybody thinks um entrepreneurship is all lambos and stuff and they don't they don't see the <laughs> they don't see the, the the breakup partnerships and the the deals that fall through and somebody snaking you 10k and you're like just gotta let it you just gotta let it go sometimes <laughs> yeah, i've had all three of those happen <laughs> but it and the, this is like the, the the reality is is that like i said every, everybody thinks it's oh i'm gonna make him be a millionaire and i'm like yeah you might be, yeah it, take, it takes time it takes consistency it takes finding the right people to, to do business with and make sure you're doing it operating uh, efficiently and properly it's like you said you could be operating efficiently but if you have a hole in your in your money bin it's just eventually draining out <laughs> that was ppc for me we shut that off i i did a financial audit last year this is my my probably my biggest failure last year was um i started running ppc uh which for those that don't know what that is it's running ads in google pay-per-click ads um and so we we got that up and going and i wasn't really set up for it how i how i did it at first I went national or national nationwide. And, uh, at the end of the year, I had my assistant go and run me a report on like how much we made versus how much we spent, which I should have done way, way, way sooner. And uh-huh. it was a net like $45,000 loss. Ooh. And I was like, yeah, no, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. So, um, what were you doing last year versus what you're doing this year? So you PPC last year, were you doing texting, calling, any of that direct mail? 
Um, direct mail. Uh, so we were doing PPC and direct mail last year. Uh, and then I cut the pay-per-click and then we went back to cold callers. So I have five cold callers now. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's really about the only change is we just switched those two out. Yeah. You're only in Phoenix, right? Um, we're in Phoenix and Florida right now. Phoenix and Florida. Yep. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't know you're in Florida, but I know you're yeah. doing a lot of stuff in Phoenix. You're all over yeah. the place in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, we have fun here. Um, yeah, it's it's more like Arizona as a whole, but most of our deals are within Phoenix. We get some in Tucson, some, some up north sometimes, but mainly Phoenix. No, that's good. No, it's good. It's good to keep the diversity diversity. Mm -hmm. Are you just doing single family or are you doing other types of assets? Um, right now, mainly single family. Um, so anything from like SFR, single families, just regular detached homes to condos and townhouses. Um, occasionally I do some land. Um, and then right now I just closed on a, a lot for a new construction. So we're going to be starting to build uh, a house out in Coolidge, which is south of the Phoenix Valley. Okay. So you're doing a new construction build, your first one? Yep. So you're a big time flipper, right? Yeah. Recently, yeah. I just recently. So let's talk about your flipping business. Um, yeah. So is that like, are you are you buying your own deals? Are you buying other deals from other people? Are you hosting? Yeah. So um, right now, mostly we um, will either flip or buy from other people. Sometimes we buy from agents um, for our flips and for our wholesales, but you know, we kind of do the same for the flips as well. I try not to um, buy our own deals that we generate direct to seller. I usually wholesale those out. Um, only reason being is it's quicker cash and I can get, I can still get pretty decent deals from other people and then I don't have to generate the marketing to do that. Never heard that one before. That's interesting. So yeah, it's backwards. <laughs> it is backwards. I've never heard that before. Um, it's just, I I do like it, but I do some like some if they're just too good of a deal to pass up and we really don't need the money at that point to, you know, hit whatever goal, then yeah, I'll buy one of those deals. Um, but then sometimes I'm like, you know, we want to we want to grow in this area so I could use the quicker cash. We'll do that and then we'll use that to, you know, do whatever we need to do in the business at that time. The, the checks and balances of business. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think I think it's it's kind of cool, man. So how long how long you been how many flips have you done as a whole? Um, I don't know because so I I only started flipping probably like six or eight months ago. Okay. Um, I just got really bored of pushing paper around all day and sitting in my office. I needed like a I needed something to do for a creative outlet and then something for a project for me to work on specifically because my team they handle a lot of the acquisition and the dispo now. Uh, in the marketing and the back end. And so I, I needed something as a creative thing for myself. And I think we've done probably like anywhere between like nine and 12 since then. Okay. So um, I know we have five active right now. Well, th three that are under construction and then two that are done and on the market. So you're, you're bored must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's a, it's been a good month. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's nice crazy. Day. 
No, it's crazy. It's crazy that you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing flips because I'm bored. <laughs> I just need a new a new challenge. Like wholesaling, like I've I I know the, the process is very simple. Once you break it down and like you know really develop systems and processes within the business, wholesaling gets very simple at that point. You know, except for finding good deals all the time. Um, yeah. So I just needed something else. Gotcha. So um i like i like i like i like phoenix because it's one of the nicest cities i've ever been to like phoenix is it's up there it's up there it's up there it might be hot but it's up there with the nicest cities as a whole but it's, it's kind of cool um it's a big market do you so phoenix is like the most competitive market out there mm -hmm. do you feel it sometimes yeah i, I mean we do we do pretty well, but there, you know, occasionally we'll have a month where like, holy shit, we are feeling this. But for the most part, we we stay pretty consistent um, and have fairly good deal flow. We have some that are longer in the pipeline, so it doesn't feel like we have a lot going on because there there's some that we've had recently that have stretched out six or eight months. But overall, I would say um, it is competitive as hell here. If I'm being really honest, it is sometimes like pull your ha hair out competitive because, you know, you'll try and move other people's deals sometimes. And it's like, oh, I have the same deal as this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. Um, so there's a lot of daisy chaining that goes on out here. <laughs> um, pe people look down at daisy chaining, but I feel like it's as long as it's done properly, it's okay. Fair. Yeah. And that's not where most of our business comes from. Um I wish it did because those are a lot cheaper to acquire those kind of deals than you know spending money on marketing and and going the other routes. Do you know what your cost per deal is in, in the Phoenix market? I want to say it's probably like two to three thousand or something like that. Okay, yeah. I didn't I didn't know if you knew it. The I like I like asking like KPI questions because sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you know it. Sometimes they know it. And it's like, they're like, you know, I have somebody else that handles that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but not my department. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, no, that's that's the funny part. Like, it's just, uh, some people know the KPIs and other people don't. Like, I'm doing project management for the flips. Like, I don't do yeah. that. Yep. <laughs> this is one of those things that uh, you can kind of uh, dwell in, in your own space in the business, so you don't necessarily know all the details. Yeah. But stuff happens that. The details are are met <laughs> that is something i would like to know a little bit better um we just i don't know my my assistant she handles a lot of those numbers and and then i just know when the money comes in and goes out yeah how, how big is your team now uh it's not huge it's i have one acquisition one dispo and then uh an office manager slash assistant oh wow you're running lean are they yeah. all virtual or local no, we're all in house. So we have an office in Scottsdale, and then we have five uh, cold callers in the Philippines and in South America. Okay, running, running lean. Yeah, trying to lean and mean. Very, very lean. Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. You're, do you have plans of expansion? Or are you kind of comfortable where you're at? Um, maybe like a leads manager and one more acquisition. Um, but that would be once we really dive deeper into Florida and then one or two other markets. Um, but where we're at right now, we just don't necessarily need it. Um, you know, my acquisition guy is pretty, pretty good at, you know, 
picking up good deals. So we don't have to do quite as many tiny ones to keep everything, uh, you know, keep all the lights on. So let's talk about the, let's talk about the Florida market. Um, how long ago did you start the Florida market and how has that been working out for you since you've been in Florida? Very recently, um, I would say probably within the last month, we're still gaining wow. traction and building up our buyers list out there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a completely different than Phoenix because Phoenix, like everyone's used to buying things at 70 to 80% there. You have to buy things pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah. Florida is Florida's a hot market. We have a lot of people in Florida and it's just, yeah. uh, we, we just moved the deal in like 24 hours in Florida, our first deal in Florida or last week. Nice. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of and we're, we're mostly into, we mostly do deals in Texas. So I'm actually we're personally working on a flip here in uh, California. We're kind of dealing in Atlanta. So I'm, I'm going to spread out everywhere. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll spread out all over the place, but it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, man, managing everything yeah. from anywhere. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> what is that like uh, doing a lot of things in Texas? I've heard it's very competitive over there as well. It depends where you're at. Um, depends where you're at and what you're doing. So we do a lot of land stuff and okay. there's not many people doing land. So we just kind of skate on by. <laughs> land is that hidden gem. I, I used to do a lot of land stuff. Um, haven't been doing it as much recently, but very profitable. Yeah, we, we like we like land because uh, people it doesn't cash flow, so people are willing to let it go for cheaper. I guess I never thought of it like that. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a tax liability every year. True. Every year. Every so, year. Every year. So people have been holding on for twenty years, and they probably paid out so much a year in taxes. And if they don't pay the taxes, the state gonna come and take it from them. <laughs> yeah, I have a problem like that on the lot right now. <laughs> But yeah, so that, that new construction, we're actually in a, a little dispute on that one because there was a treasurer's deed recorded on it before um, we closed on it, but we've been on our contract on it for like, I think, eight months. The title miss it? Title missed it. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. title, title, I have to eat that one. <laughs> what, you're going to leave it up to the buyer to, to do your job? Oh man! Inside, I should have looked it up, but it is what it is. We're we're in the middle of it right now, so I'll keep you posted on how that goes. No, it's just uh, you can't do it all. You can't no. do it all. And when it comes to that stuff, it just they're they're title company. That's what they do. <laughs> I mean, one would think, right? So that's that's interesting. So you're you're in dispute with the title company. How much are the taxes? Um, I think there was like $6,000 in liens on it. Uh, oh, they missed those two? No, they paid those off. Uh, they closed the deal. Okay. Somebody else so somehow foreclosed on it before. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we closed on it with the seller that we thought it was. Yeah, but there's really another party involved now that bought the land in between me getting it on our contract, paying for it to go through probate, and then closing it. And they 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 took ownership at that point. So now there's a dispute of who actually owns it. Yeah. 
Well, who who got paid? Did the seller get paid twice? Uh, no, I think they. I don't think the seller got anything from the other party, but they got money from me. <laughs> they got money from me. <laughs> Real estate is all A, B, and C. There's no other issues. <laughs> and that was a left field one, but we'll get it figured out. I'm not too concerned about it. And the lot was pretty cheap, so it wouldn't be a big loss if it was. It's uh, the the, the curveballs in real estate are curveballs. <laughs> Fuck, dude. We had one earlier this year, and uh, so a lead came in when we were still running pay-per-click, like at the very end of it, and so we get a hold of this guy. He tells us what he wants. We get it down to like two, I think it was 215 that we got it down to or something like that. Um, sold it in a day or two for like an 80 some thousand dollar spread. I think it was an $83,000 spread. Mm-hmm. And then we're trying to get the payoff and trying to get the payoff. And finally I get a, a hold of this dude that sold it to this guy's dad and then this guy's dad died while we were under contract with it and so i get a hold of this said dude he's like no i i still own that i never sold that property what are you talking about he's like what i sent him the deeds he forwarded those to his attorney he never sold the house there was real estate fraud on that property so our 80 80 some thousand dollar deal went Oof, it just disappeared. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. I had a, I had a, a seller die under, under when I was under contract too. Like the weekend before it was supposed to close, it was like a $27,000 spread. And he passed away Friday and we were supposed to close on Monday. And uh, yeah, I was bitter about that one. <laughs> It's, it's real estate's crazy. As I'm just gonna say that real estate's crazy. Anything could happen. There's a lot of bad that can happen, but there's been. It's it's such a fun industry because you never know what to expect with any of them. Yeah, yeah. The, each transaction is completely different, and if you get a good if you get a good one A to Z with no issues, six months later, you know you did a good job. Because <laughs> yeah. even I, even hearing your stories, like even after it closes, there's still gonna be issues. I like the quick, quick ones that don't require any effort, but they're like huge deals instead of those little ones that you'll get. Don't be I thought I, I always find the little ones, they have the most headaches with them. Usually. Usually. I don't know. It's uh targeting. You know, target bigger, bigger deals, bigger spreads. That way if you come across bigger problems, you, you know, at least your payday is going to be bigger. <laughs> That's why we stopped doing nationwide. There you go. There you go. So what is, uh, what, what, what was the biggest issue with doing nationwide? Like your close rate, you couldn't dispo the deals. Yeah. It's, it was just very sporadic where leads would come in from all over the country and we just weren't properly set up for that yet. Um, for dispoing them all. So it was just a challenge. Uh, and I, I also enjoy doing deals here in Phoenix with my friends. You know, they'll sell me a deal. I'll sell them a deal. Um, you know, get to talk to them often. I felt like I was kind of 
like on a lone island when I was doing nationwide because I didn't I didn't have a huge nationwide presence. You like the buddy system. Yeah, I like the yeah the buddy system. We we have fun here in Phoenix. Uh, that's, that's funny. The buddy system. Hey man, you live and learn, man. You live and learn through operating and failing forward and making mistakes and screwing things up and losing money and spending money on stuff you shouldn't. Well, just an education. I didn't go to college. There's my college. High high priced education. <laughs> so um what is a quote that is yours or somebody else's that you resonate with? Live every day as if it were your last. There you go, YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> Can't think of anything else right now off the top of my head, but I really like that one. I've been, uh, you know, I, I worked really hard for a long time and burnt out, and and I've been uh, trying to enjoy life a lot more because it's too short. It's very short. It's very short, and it, we're both still young, so there's still an opportunity ahead of us, but. The other underlying issue is that you don't know when you expire, so you always gotta you always gotta enjoy the the time, the money, the moment. You gotta enjoy the moment, you know. Throwing that one back at you, Reverse Uno. What's yours? Oh man, hey hey, you're not supposed to do this. This is my pay. Hey, I'm, I'm just I'm just curious. <laughs> uh, I hear I hear so many, and. Um, Act with purpose. Like that. People, people take two things too lightly, and and I like this. This back, this back by my nine to five days. You think you think everything's hard in nine to five. You drive an hour to work or whatever, and commutes everything. But you don't have the life you want because you didn't act with purpose. Dang. So, acting acting with purpose kind of brings your your um, reality right here and it, you, it really creates limitless opportunities as well because you are acting with purpose yeah. so right i end everybody to act with purpose because you only got one life man you got to make the best of it you got to make you got to make things happen you got to make big goals happen whatever that may be and it's just you um you get perspective um when i quit my job i had uh, my wife was pregnant and that's why i quit because I wanted to spend more time with her when she went, when she when they're growing up. So when she was about to have the baby, I guess when I quit, I took a two week vacation, three month attorney leaving. I haven't been employed since, and it was crazy. It's it, huh? When was that? Uh, my daughter's four now. Okay, four years ago. Wow. Yeah. So we started real estate about the same time. So it's just the the real the realization that. I didn't want to be away from my family and that's why I started entrepreneurship and that was had a purpose now. We went to, we met at Steve's meetup, right? Or at the, yep. the event and we yeah. all went to tacos after. Um, yeah. Yeah. At local Patron. I remember that. Um, J Jason. No, the short guy. Which one? My old partner. Yeah. Nick Mason. Nick. Yeah. Nick Mason. Ah, yeah. I was close. Yeah. yeah. Jason. I'm like, Jason? No. <laughs> he was his last name. What rhymes with his last name. <laughs> no, that's awesome. 
Yeah, that's that's where we went. Yeah, we went talk yep. to Dinner in Phoenix. Yep. That I think was, Dylan was there too, right? Huh? Dylan. I think he was there too with us. I can't remember his name. I remember you too. Um we went, yeah, we went out to we went out to dinner. That was two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. So that's why I like I want I, I want I wanted to circle back because this is a this is an a lot has changed. Many things a lot has changed. Yep. Many things have changed and um you get wiser as you get older. <laughs> That's the truth. You get you get wiser as you get older, and uh it's uh it's a it's an experience. So I'm really glad I've made the choices I have to get here and the things I've done to get here, it's been it's been pretty cool. But um act with purpose. There you go, bring it back. Act Love with purpose. So um are you a reader? Do you read books? I do. Yeah, I, I try to read every day, uh, weekday at least, uh, for you know anywhere between like thirty minutes and an hour. You're a better man than I am because I cannot find the patience to read. I'm sure really? I have, I'm sure I have like ADD or something. I do too, but I <laughs> I I don't know. I, it's it's my quiet time in the morning when I get to the office. I usually try and get to the office a little before eight o'clock. My team doesn't start showing up until usually eight thirty, nine o'clock. Okay. And so I read between eight and nine o'clock when our meeting is in the morning. It's good. It's good. I, I I need to like do that a little bit better. But uh, what are books you can recommend that have changed your outlook on business and life? On business. Um, if it's real estate specific, I say one of the, the ones that I really enjoyed was um, Profit First for Real Estate Investors. It's a new one. I think David Richter is the author. Yeah. Um, that one was really good. That was pretty eye-opening. Um, maybe not business-wise, but just life perspective. The Alchemist, that's probably my favorite book ever. Okay. Um business business is your business sick that one was pretty good i'm trying to think there was a few others but uh, those are the three that i can think of right now david richter um <laughs> he's come up a few times so i actually interviewed him about two three weeks ago did you uh, i went to high school with him <laughs> no kidding yeah he was a, he's a he's a he's a year older than me and i went to high school with him that's neat. Small and world. Exactly. And the whole thing is, is that now I actually just hired him to do, he's going to be a fractional CFO for my, my businesses. So I just, just hired him. And it's, just, it's a 10 years circle. I haven't seen him for 10 years Holy since school. I graduated high school. Wow. So I have uh, <laughs> friends, 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 friends from the past coming back. And not even friends, just people I, I grew up with, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting. That's really interesting. Wow. Who would have thought you guys are in the same industry? <laughs> Worlds away, because like, I've I've moved I've moved cross country too. Did you grow up in Phoenix? So this is the question I like asking too. Did you grow up in Phoenix? Are you originally from Phoenix? No, I'm from Minnesota originally. So I like I always like asking this question too because um did you did you have like a huge growth experience leaving home oh yeah huge i was nothing but trouble before i left minnesota 
uh, and then I, I got out here and I, I started kind of figuring life out and figuring, figuring out my own path. Um, but yeah, it was probably one of the best things I've ever done was getting away from home. I, I, I like, I like talking about that sometimes just because a lot of people get stuck at home and they're stuck doing the things that they've always done with the same people with the same people they've always done it with. And there's never any, there's like huge growth when you leave home. Huge, huge growth. So I always like that question too. And that's it's so funny because you're like, I was trouble when I was in this. Oh, dude, I was, I was <laughs> my poor mother, dude. Oh my goodness. My poor mother. She should call her and apologize. <laughs> No, it's it's um it's an interesting epiphany that I, I tell this to to because I talk to not that I'm older but I'm almost thirty but eighteen wasn't that long ago for me you know mm-hmm. I was there so whenever I talk to people younger than me I'm like dude if you have the opportunity to leave home just do it just do it I would encourage anybody if they're thinking about it if they've ever just wanted to go somewhere just go just go just get in your car and go. One day, just, I got in trouble, and uh, and and so I sold one of my cars, and I just told my mom I was leaving. She wanted me to go back to school, so I said, "All right, I'm going to Arizona." Good. <laughs> Look at you now, <laughs> man. The first, the first half of the drive was not easy. I wanted to turn around, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, it's. Uh, I talked to. Uh, I did an interview, and he's like 22, 23, and another. He was from North Carolina, South Carolina, or something like that. Might have been New York. It was somewhere down the East Coast, and um, he DM somebody on Instagram, and he's like, "Yeah, if you move down to Florida, I'll hire you." And he ended up like packing up his shit and left like the next day. <laughs> At like twenty. Gangster. <laughs> he's, he's doing big things now, and it's just like one of those things where like. Just gotta get up and go figure it out you figure it out when you get there exactly you never know like what what can come out of that just one move that's why you like you said act with purpose like everything that you do is going to lead up to something farther along in life and so you got to make sure that you're, you're making the right moves at the right time and you're in the right place at the right time because otherwise you're going to miss opportunities um the other thing is that um sometimes when you're in the wrong place, you're not able to even perceive opportunities just because you're blinded by conformity or whatever that 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 consistency that you're in. So just by being pushed out of your comfort zone, you now see opportunity differently. Yeah, I'm in one of those opportunities right now. <laughs> I just moved into my my house, my new house today, um, so it's going to be kind of those one of those weird things that kind of pushes like a new environment, new opportunities. It's a good, it's a good thing though. Change, change is always good. Um, people that there's a, I think there's a quote that says that if you don't like where you currently are, you have to change the position you're in to change the scenery. It's something like something's that effect where you always have, if, if you don't, if you don't like where you're currently at in life and business, change the scenery. Yeah, there's that or there's another one very similar to that. If you don't like where you're at in life, move. You're not a tree. There you go. There you go. You're not a tree. It's uh, 
opportunity opens up. Um, it was it was crazy because when I had my job, it's just like the job takes your best hours, so you're always just like. And then once you actually quit and doing you working for yourself, like opportunity there, you're like a squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> opportunity. It's not harnessing that squirrel sometimes. It's, it's crazy though because like now you you see once you leave your job and once you like on your own, you can see all the opportunity around you. And you're like, man, there's people like there's thousands and millions of people in that space where I was, and they can't see this. <laughs> because you're hungrier you don't have a consistent you know appetite being fed to you you don't have money that's just like guaranteed for you to come every couple weeks so you got to figure it out yeah yeah well it's it's an interesting place man so uh i want to end it right here so where are you doing deals uh all of florida all of phoenix tucson and uh where can people send them I got it right uh, so down below right there, acquisitions at LebecProperties.com. Um, that'll get over to my acquisitions uh, manager. And from there, we'll determine if we can do anything with it. And what what, what markets and what deals are you doing, man? Are you all over uh, Florida? Um, so Tampa, Jacksonville, and uh, Orlando. And then in Arizona, I'll look at anything statewide in Arizona. There you go. See? Um, anything from single family, condos, townhomes. Um, we do some land every once in a while, uh, whether that's infill lots or um, rural land, uh, occasionally multifamily. So anything of that sort, send it my way. And you're a buyer. That's the best part. True. We do buy. <laughs> well, we appreciate your time, man. I hope, uh, hope, we, uh, hope we had a good time. Right, let me ask you this. How many podcasts have you done? Um, I think this is my fifth one. Fifth one. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I can tell you're a little bit newer. It's all yeah. good though. Yeah. It's all good though. I I, I like I, I I usually ask this before. I guess we're still rolling, but I usually ask this before we start because sometimes when um, I'm talking to people that never been on a podcast before, I have to like loosen them up a little bit. But it was, it was, it was good. It was good. We're just a little tired. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're good, bro. You're good. I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Absolutely. Appreciate it. Good to up with you, brother. Hope, hopefully, uh, we'll meet again soon, and I'll have Dude. to catch you next time we come to Phoenix. Come out. Let's hang out. All right, man. Appreciate Bye. you. You bet. Thanks for your time. You bet. Take care. The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The List Guys are here to save you time. Contact The List Guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.the number one listguys.com.